I don't know about you, but I'm not naturally organized, and that can impact my ability to keep life in balance and honor important priorities. So I am so happy to have Catholic homeschooling coach Emily Brown with us today to offer some great tips on keeping your life in right order. Stay with us. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host. And today, Emily Brown is back with us to talk about keeping your life in right order. Emily Brown is a Catholic homeschooling mom of seven. She's a former youth minister and has a deep passion for building up the kingdom of God, one family at a time. Emily is a life coach for Catholic homeschoolers who want to have more peace and confidence in their vocations as wife, mother, and homeschooler. She has a private coaching practice where she works with mamas one-on-one, as well as a group coaching program called Happy Holy Mama. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, as well as her podcast. Happy Holy Mama. And you can also take her free masterclass, the intro to loving your homeschool life on her website, fiatlifecoaching.com. It is so good to see you again, Emily. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. I've been looking forward to this all summer. Oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, we're we're having fun kicking off all different parts of this season, right? Um, it's really neat to to just check in with each other on different topics at different times. God is teaching us so much. So would you start us off just by telling us a little about what you mean by right order? Absolutely. So um, I really, you know, take it back to scripture when Jesus was talking about how, um, what the first two commandments, okay, they were asking him, what's the most important command? What's the, what's the biggest one, right? And he was saying, first, you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And then you need to love your neighbor as yourself. And so when you love the Lord and you are pouring into praising him and worshiping him and being present with him in every single aspect of your being, um, being present with him every single moment of every single day, um, that is how you also receive his love. That is how you're going to feel and experience his love at the the fullest capacity. And when you are able to love the Lord and to be loved by him without condition, without saying, well, if I only acted this way, then I would be worthy. We do a lot of that in homeschooling. Like we have a lot of thoughts about shoulds and shouldn'ts. And if only I had done it differently, or if only I was doing it better, if only I was more organized, we have a lot of, a lot of thoughts about what we should and shouldn't be doing um, or how it should have gone in our past to make today better. Um, When we are filled with all of those conditions on the way that we are loved, the way we receive love and the way we worship the Lord, that also impacts how we love our neighbor, which is the closest person to us, which is going to be our husband and it's going to be our children. And so the way that I talk about right order, what I mean by that is I think about it like a three-tiered fountain. You have the top tier, which is the smallest bowl, which is going to be your spouse. It's your marriage, your primary vocation. 
It's very small. There's just the two of you. And then in the middle bowl, that middle tier of the three-tiered fountain, it's medium size. It's bigger than the smallest one on the top, but it's not as big as the one on the bottom. And that is your children. That's those your relationships with your children. And then on the bottom, you have the bottom tier, which is everything else and everyone else in the world, everything, including your homeschooling goes into that bottom tier. And so you have to be, you have to fill up those tiers in the right order in order for all of them to be life-giving and overflowing. But you have to start with the pipe up the middle and that pipe up the middle is you, your relationship with you. I say yourself, you're really how you think about yourself because all of that also impacts your relationship with God. So that pipe up the middle that you have to fill up first is your relationship with the Lord. And when that is first and primary and it is overflowing and life-giving, you pour out into your marriage first. And then when that is filled up and life-giving and overflowing, you pour out into your children. And when those relationships are life-giving and overflowing, you pour out into everything else. And when you're pouring into the world in that specific order, then you are also going to be so much more efficient at what you get done. You're going to say no to things a whole lot more that don't um, protect that order, that don't protect the peace that that order creates. And you're going to say yes to things that you know are going to support that order. Wow. I love the way... The whole fountain metaphor is so good, but I love that it's about love. <laughs> you know, it just comes from this place of knowing there's a deep wisdom there. That's what God is all about. And when we come to him and it begins to overflow like that, then the remarkable thing happens is that an inner wisdom inside the family starts to take place in that overflow. And so now, now we are able to see more clearly what are our priorities, because we are not starving in our marriages or starving in our relationships with our kids and trying to reinvent the wheel at home and homeschool. There's something flowing there. Yeah, absolutely. And if you'll, if you ever notice, like, cause I, I, the first thing I can hear, like moms shouting at me through their, either their video or their earbuds right now is like, yeah, but I have so much to do. We have so much we have to get done during the day. And I totally agree. Like I'm a mom of seven and we homeschool all of them ages 16 down to four. And it is, we are busy people. We have extracurriculars. We have lots of things that we've chosen to say yes to um, in a very, you know, um, intentional way. But what happens is when you put all those tasks first before the relationships, then all those tasks get they're exhausting. It feels overwhelming. Your schedule feels unmanageably busy and it feels like you are not enough. You have, I call it the litany of not enough. So we have a lot of, I'm not doing enough or it's all on me, or we have too much to do and not enough time. Um, we, and then there's also like the, the opposite of that, which is, and we should be doing more. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not doing enough and we should be doing more. It's this like, it's just this, no wonder we are exhausted and overwhelmed all the time. Um, mm -hmm. So when you are able to put in your life in that right order and keep it in that right order, then that is just the most natural way for all the things that the most important things that the Lord wants us to be getting done. Those happen naturally and almost effortlessly because we're filling up those relationships before the tasks. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's our lifeblood. And some of us are more relationally gifted than others. And so we're yeah. going to be even more energized by those relationships going well. But nobody functions well when their primary relationships are, are not being attended to. And it's so easy to forget and become workaholics. Um, so what are some guiding principles? What, where do you begin to start to 
put skin on the bones of this great idea of filling yourself and your family in right order. Yeah. First of all, you have to slow down and we have to slow down to speed up. Okay. So we think about it. Um, I think I may have already used this, this analogy in previous episodes with you, but um, I'm just going to say it again because it's homeschoolers. We all can relate to this. When you have a kiddo who's really struggling to learn, we'll say multiplication, and you're just pushing through and pushing through and trying to like, you're, we're all beating our heads, you know, with the textbooks or with like the flashcards or whatever. And <laughs> um, the kids are just not having it. And we're ready to like send them to school because someone else could probably do it better. If we all think that um, really and truly what needs to happen is we need to slow down. We actually need to like close the textbook and set it down for a little while. We need to connect with the kiddo. We need to find out which part of the maybe earlier math they haven't quite grasped yet. We need to slow mm. down and we need to figure out what can we do a little bit better? How can we go deeper in those earlier basic skills um, so that when we open the textbook back up or when we go back into the math curriculum or whenever we tackle multiplication next, it's actually faster. We actually go at a faster speed. So we have to slow down to speed up. So we have to mm. slow down. <laughs> it feels, <laughs> you know, it's feeling overwhelming or confusing or exhausting to do all the things in our lives. It's likely because we're trying to make it too complicated. We're probably trying to do too much that the Lord is probably going, it's not necessary. It's not vital. It's not essential to mm -hmm. raising our children, to helping them, you know, have a relationship with him, to root them in their identity as a beloved child of God. And then to be able from that in, you know, identity, that relationship with the Lord, they can then go out on mission when he calls them to do something, to do the work that he calls them to do someday. And if we we have to do that first though. We have to be able to slow down. We have to be able to like, I just say like, look your kid in the eyes at <laughs> nothing else. Just look at them in the eyes and remember, remember that they are human, that they have thoughts, they have feelings that they haven't quite figured out. And we kind of, we intellectually know that they're just kids, but we also kind of expect them to like, hey, act older, <laughs> you know, <laughs> be more mature, grow up a little bit faster um, because it feels uncomfortable for us in the waiting while they're learning. And so we're really focused on getting through the tasks and filling up that bottom tier. So we want to like speed up so that we can enjoy the relationships. We want to get all the things done so then we can rest. We think that we need to like earn the rest. And that is so backwards. That's why we're drained. It's because we're not filling up the pipe and we're not filling up those tiers in the right order, which is why we literally feel drained. We have a leak in the pipe somewhere and it's likely around that bottom tier. So really and truly slowing down, putting those relationships before the tasks, just looking your kid in the eyes or even looking yourself in the eyes, seeing what God sees. Like, Lord, help me see what you see in me. Help me to love myself the way that you love me, or at least 1% closer to what that is compared to what it's been, because that is how I'm going to tap into that unconditional love that you have for me so that I can then love my children unconditionally or love my husband unconditionally, which means that my love is not dependent on their behaving a certain way, that I can love them and show up with love with for them, regardless of what they do. So I know that's kind of a, a whole bunch of things mm, all in one. Wonderful. Really slowing down and putting those relationships first. And yes. so my clients will say all the time, it's just kind of a, on repeat in their heads: is relationships before tasks, relationships before tasks. Mm. If you did that, 
and that's the only thing you took away from today, it would increase your ex- the experience of your life. You would enjoy it so much better and so much more fully. And, and just from that one shift, if you could make that today. Wow. I feel like I just walked through an orchard in paradise. And I'll tell you why. Because the you know it's a fragrant and colorful and beautiful place when you slow down if you go by too fast it's all a blur and you're stressed and blah 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 but here we are slowing down to look the child in the eye to listen to notice that having to wait makes us uncomfortable and not making that the fault of the child not transferring some sort of guilt or something to the kid like that and about 10 other things that my mind flashed on and was so grateful for there's a lot of wisdom in this perspective so much yeah so good yes i totally agree and we can tap into the wisdom that god gives us like he gave us the gift of wisdom through the holy spirit at our baptism and sealed in it sealed it in us and at confirmation and we with all of the thoughts and the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and not enoughs that we're thinking all day long, we're kind of like putting our hands over our ears and telling God, mm-hmm. I can't hear you. I really want to do your will. I want to say yes to you, but I don't know what that is. And really and truly, it is as simple as taking your hands off of your ears, slowing down and listening deeply to the truth and not listening to the lies of the shoulds and the have tos and the not enoughs. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I want to shout that from the mountaintops. And I also want to just, as one other little layer that I think is already present in what you're saying, just nurturing those relationships to a place of health and real connection contains and releases its own wisdom, right? That slowing down process touches into places we are are meant to connect and, and they're sacred places. Yes. Absolutely. And when you're able to do that slowing down process, then what you'll notice is that everything speeds up like really quickly. Like when you were to open up the math curriculum again and dive back into multiplication, your kid, it starts to click. Once it starts, once they get it, then it just starts to speed up and then you can go as fast as as they want, as fast as as you need to with them um, based on what they're capable of and that moment, that their level of understanding. And that happens to us and it ebbs and flows. So being patient with the process. And if anytime, I just say, if anytime it's not feeling like the freedom that you really desired to have when you chose to homeschool, if it doesn't feel like freedom, then you're making it too complicated. So the other piece that I would I would want to offer is what could be simplified or what hmm. could be consolidated, what could be delegated either to someone else, to an online program, to um, a co-op, something along those lines, what could be cons- like delegated to someone else or maybe even delayed for the future. What could be deleted? What is just not necessary? Do we need to be doing art and poetry and, you know, three different kinds of music studies and history and Latin and all that? Like what could be, what could be consolidated in our day? And what could we really focus on so that we could hear the Lord? If we can slow down to focus on the relationships and what it is we all want to go deeper with, and the Lord is tapping us on the shoulder to go deeper with, with him in this time, we can see that there's going to be time for all the most important things that he will open up the the curriculum as as it were um, when it's right in his timing. And for right now, what is it that he's inviting us into right now with these children in this time, in this season? 
Mm. Boy, I hear your coaching heart there with powerful questions. What might God be saying about this? What's the invitation? So beautiful. Everybody, we are going to take a very short sponsor break to, to allow our wonderful sponsors at Homeschool Connections to say a few words to you. We will be right back with Emily Brown talking about keeping your life in right order. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. All right, we're back with Emily Brown. We're talking about keeping your life in right order. We are having such a like super fun, super Catholic, uh, operating on lots of different levels, kind of a fascinating conversation here. Emily, I really appreciate you and the way you can move with intuition and intelligence into what's really happening with homeschoolers, uh, what they're really experiencing and what can help them to kind of rediscover and experience more freedom as you were touching on. Um, they're all juggling like mad. You've talked about that. Um, so the first thing to discern forward into, I, I loved what you said about relationships first and then tasks. What else? What else do we need to be thinking about? But I think one of the most important things that a homeschooler can do is to tap into, and this is true for all, all of us, but we're homeschoolers here, but tapping into the emotion that your body is filled up with as you're making decisions. We get stuck in making decisions and we get, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what we should do next. I'm trying, I, I hear this a lot. I'm trying to decide dot, dot, dot. And it only takes a split second to actually make a decision. It's the hemming and hawing and the I don't knows and the indecision part of it that takes mm. weeks and sometimes yes. longer. <laughs> and that's why we stay stuck. It's why we don't make forward progress. And so when we're putting our life in right order, again, we have to fill up that pipe first. But if the pipe is filled up with exhaustion and indecision and confusion and discouragement and overwhelm, then the decisions you're trying to make, the way you're showing up with the people in your life, the three-tiered fountain I was talking about, is overwhelmed. You're going to be, it shows up in your, in how you um, behave with these people. You're angry texting your husband during the day, or, you know, you're um, complaining to your friends, maybe even in front of your children about the kids. And it can be sort of like a contest between moms sometimes about like, who's got it worse. And that impacts our kids so much. So we're, again, we're filling up those friends, those other people, extended family, our moms, in-laws, whoever, those all those all those people go in actually in the bottom tier. So you have to fill up the pipe. You have to be pouring into your marriage even when he's not around, being pouring into your kids even when they're not around, and showing up exactly as the Lord is asking you to show up by filling up that pipe with him, with that peace, with that acceptance of um where what he's offering you right now, kind of like what we talked about, like what is he inviting me into through this? And when you're able to do that, then when you go to make a decision about how to talk to your friends about your husband or your kids or your homeschooling experience, what we should study this year, should what should we include in our morning time? Um, you know, what should I send to my husband via text? How do I want to greet him when he comes home? What kinds of things do we want to say yes to after school hours? Um, even just what do we, what do we want to make for dinner? You guys, like it could be really simple, but. All of that comes back to how you're feeling, how that pipe is filled up. 
And so their emotions impact everything you do. All of everything you do comes from the emotions you're having and those emotions come from your thoughts. So again, slowing down and checking in with, if I'm struggling to make a decision about anything at all, we make thousands of decisions all the time, every week filled with thousands of decisions. What am I making those decisions from? And if I don't love the result of that, if I don't love what the impact it's having on my life, if I don't love how I feel about how I make those decisions, if I don't love how I am behaving with the rest of the world, then I need to go back to what is it that I'm thinking? What is it that I am feeling? And we have to slow down, like I said, and fill that pipe up with that peace, with that acceptance, with trust, with gratitude for what we have and making decisions, really good, solid, high quality, impactful decisions from those emotions, from that um, restful state with the Lord, instead of from overwhelm, from confusion, from discouragement um, and, and exhaustion, like that all, I think all defeated, we get defeated a lot ahead of time too. Um, and so really making sure that we're checking in with how are we showing up? in our decision-making, how are we showing up with other people? And am I doing it in the right order? Or do I need to check in with the Lord and find his peace and his confidence, his patience, his self-control first before I make the decisions? Yeah. It sounds like we're not only taking thoughts captive, looking at how we're thinking about things, which leads to our feelings, but the the jargon these days is emotional intelligence, like checking in what's happening in my body. I'm a unity of body and soul. It's all one person, but my body has its own intelligence, its own vocabulary and starting to notice the feelings and, and, and how that is maybe driving the bus at a certain point. And maybe we don't, want it to be and maybe we need to redirect our thoughts so we can redirect our feelings and i'm sure that you probably get into this with some moms where maybe some of those feelings are more than they can handle on their own and they might need a little support um so i know i'm throwing a lot at you but as coaches we know that there's sometimes when you need more people on the team you need somebody to help do some healing work while you're coaching through the mindset and the habits and all those game-changing adjustments that that we can make when we're getting enough of that support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like what exactly what you're saying when the, so what I do with life coaching with my homeschool moms is it's, it's so much more than just thought swapping, right? We're not going to just pick new thoughts and think happy thoughts and sprinkle fairy dust on it and <laughs> wish ourselves to never land. That is not what this is. Sometimes we can pick new thoughts to think that really do root us in peace that help us to make that shift quickly. And then we can move forward. And it's very simple. Sometimes we get stuck in our emotions. Sometimes we have a thought that we want to think that we really want to believe. And it's, we know it intellectually. I hear that all the time. Well, I know it. You know, like I, I know it, but, and then there's a, but right. If you believe something wholeheartedly, then it, it's not just head knowledge, it's heart knowledge, which means your whole body gets filled up with that belief. So if you're not believing that thought, if you are trying to thought swap and it's not feeling believable, you have like a stuck or a hesitation or resistance to that new thought, that's where some healing can happen. That's where we can open up to those emotions and process them. And that's a process that I walk my clients through. Um, and sometimes I teach them how to do it for themselves so they can do it quickly. And it takes 
the first time we do it together, it takes a little bit of time as I walk them through it, but then it takes less than 60 seconds. So that even when you're completely over, like filled up with overwhelm and you're like, I can't handle this and you want to just explode, um, you can actually completely process and release that feeling of overwhelm or frustration or even anger within one to two minutes. And then you wow. can move on and get on with your life. And it's really powerful. It keeps you moving forward and it really does help you keep that pipe filled up because you're not, you know, fill, <laughs> you're not pouring gasoline out in into fires, right? We're not fueling more fires. We get, we're putting out fires all day long. We don't need to be adding fuel to them with our own behavior. Wow. I, I just love this work. It's so, um, it's so caring and, and it's very, wise. It's very intelligent work. Um, anything else that you found helpful and take us into whatever resources that you're offering? Because I know you're very creative. You're really good at creating um, things that people can use. And, and, and of course, then they can also work with you. But uh, take us into what, what's helpful and what we might want to tap into. Yeah, I thank you for asking that. So what I really want to be able to leave people with is something that they can do right away, something that they can make. Um, this is really a big difference between, I would say, therapy and life coaching, like counseling and life coaching, is that it, there is healing work that we do in life coaching, but we don't necessarily go back and work on traumas from the past. So that would be a big difference if anybody's just finding us and they're like, what is this life coaching thing? Um, you know, how's that different? I've done counseling and therapy before and you know, like if you're like me, I did that. And then I kind of graduated and I didn't, I was like, well, I got more to do. What do I do next? Um, that's when I found life coaching, but being able to, um, not just capture our thoughts and shift them, but also like use our thoughts in intentionally being able to use our feelings intentionally and then making forward progress. And so every week when I work with someone, we always decide, what is it that they want to do for the next week? And we just focus on one thing that they really want to focus on for that next week. And then when we come back together, we can kind of dive deep into how that went and if anything didn't go quite as well as they were expecting it to. Um, and so that we're making forward progress week after week after week. And it's so fun in the group coaching program and Happy Holy Mama because we have group coaching and they all get to see each other and you get to see like the heads nodding like, yes, I do that too. Or yes, that happens to me too. And so you hear, you know, just from other moms that you're not alone, right? That this is something that other people go through and bringing it out into the light reveals so much. Um, it just helps to evaporate all the lies that want to keep you stuck and in the shadows. And so really, I think what would be useful is giving our listeners something that they can you know, tap into, they can hear. Um, so I have two resources that I want to give you guys. One is that free masterclass that you mentioned at the beginning. It's called the Intro to Loving Your Homeschool Life. And that is a, I can't remember how long it is. It's been a while, but I think it's like a 30 minute video, but it, it's just a, a masterclass you have lifetime access to. You can just, you can sign up and you get it for free, but it's really going to help you understand where those thoughts, I got how your current thinking and feeling is impacting your homeschooling. And then it gives you very tangible things to go and try. Um, so I, I have, I have hundreds of homeschoolers who have really found that to be so valuable and so useful for them. Um, really just shed so much light on why you currently do what you do. And here's, if this is, if this isn't what you love, you want to do it differently, then here's how you can make those shifts. 
The other nice. thing I just came up with is a free downloadable PDF that is called, um, I have to go and look at the title because I j- literally just made it yesterday, but it's 30 thoughts, 30 new thoughts to think to put a bad day in right order. And mm. so this is, I took four of the most common thoughts that I hear mom say. Um, one is I'm a terrible mom. I'm going to ruin my kids. I can't handle this. And I'm not a good homeschool mom. So those are four of the most common thoughts that I hear coming out of Catholic homeschool moms, and they are just not true. And so I I thought about all the things that I say to my clients when they when they tell me those thoughts, and to the, I thought about what I say to them and the new thoughts that they choose to practice thinking over the next week. You practice thinking these new thoughts, and when you are allowing those things to become the most practiced thoughts, the strongest thought muscles, um, then the other thought muscles, like I can't handle this or I'm going to ruin my kids or I'm a bad mom. Those thought muscles, when they, you let those atrophy, right? They, they might still be there, but when they come up, you can say, oh, nope, I don't think like that anymore. I'm going to try this one instead. So you practice thinking these new thoughts. They're going to help root you and your true identity as a beloved daughter of God, it's going to help root you in your calling to homeschool. It's going to root you in the truth of who your children were created as. And it's going to help you let those old thoughts hopefully die off and these new thoughts to really become your new truth and your new belief so that these help you really fill up that pipe. And if anybody wants to take that further, then they can, of course, come and work with me. Um, And I work with moms privately one-on-one or we have the group coaching program as well Mm, yeah i love what you were saying before about the group coaching program with moms nodding their heads and coming out of the shadows because we carry a lot of false shame we just assume because everyone else looks like they're they have it all together or at least better than us in this way or that way um or we're mentally trying to like find where we're above somebody else because we feel like we're below somebody else all the time. And we're in that constant shifting of status in our own heads. And that's incredibly draining too. But when we're together and we're community, trust and vulnerability can grow with the guidance of a good coach. So say a little bit about, you've talked about this process of kind of um, practicing the new thought and strengthening those mental muscles. Um, Rather than over-focusing on the negative, we're emphasizing and practicing something that's truthful. That's not a, that's not an old nagging lie. So would you just step us into what does a coaching session look like when somebody comes to you? I mean, we're, we're really grateful for the downloadable PDF, but what would it be like to work with you around at least one of these thoughts? Yeah. So what happens is we come together and I always start in prayer. So we always, always start all of our life all of my live events, we start in prayer. And so when we're working one-on-one or we're working in a group, what happens is we talk about how it's been going. We want to know what's been happening recently or any thoughts that are currently coming up that are, even if they're about your past, it's totally fine. Um, we're not going to go like dig around in the past. We're not going to go like roll around in the mud is what I call it. <laughs> we're going to, because what we're doing is we're just recognizing that we're having current thoughts. Okay, current thoughts about what something that happened in the past, and we're making something that happened in the past mean something today. So what I do is we think about something that either happened earlier today. It could have been like five minutes before the call. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's something that happens, you know, earlier this week since the last time we met, um, or something that you're wanting to work on in the future. So everything is on the table. We don't just coach on homeschooling because, again, 
when you're thinking those thoughts, those most practiced thoughts are those negative thought um, muscles that you're thinking about your homeschooling is also coming up in your marriage. It's also coming up in your homemaking, in your organizing, in your relationship with your mother-in-law, in your volunteer activities, how you go to church, all of it. Everything is impacted by our thoughts. And so we coach on everything. Nothing is off the table. And whatever, so whatever is feeling painful or stuck is something that we talk about. And then it's my job to just like give you a very gentle mirror for you to see what is it that you're thinking that you think is truth? What is it that you're thinking and believing as if you were just telling me the news? And I can hear those thoughts. I'm highly trained to be able to hear those thoughts. And I can let you know, guess what? That's not actually true. That's not a fact. It's actually just a thought. And when you can hear those thoughts, like you're telling me, oh, I can't handle this, right? That might be something that you're thinking. And I can let you know, actually, that's not true. You think that that's true, that you can't handle it. Then we dive into, you know, how that's not true. We we want to ask the Lord, like, what does Jesus say? If he was standing in the room with you, what would he say about how what you can handle about this particular situation? I give you very specific tools to manage your mind, to manage those thoughts, to see them for what they are. And that exact same tool is called the model, and it helps you decide, well, if I were to go back and do this again. Okay, if I were to encounter this exact same situation again, how would I do it differently? How would I prefer to do it if I were choosing it? And mm. then we make that plan. We okay, what would you do instead? How would you have to feel in order to show up like that? And then what would you have to believe? This is the exact process I walk them through. What would you have to believe? Like deep down in your bones in order to feel like that so that you could show up like that regardless of anything else happening in your life. And if you were able to do that, what would you create in your life instead? And so we can see how what they're looking at, call those the circumstances, how they're currently thinking, like, I can't handle this, which is causing them to stay stuck. And instead, we can shift into a more intentional thought of, you know, what would what would you need to think instead to show up the way you would want to in this moment? So that next time when it does come up again, right, they're prepared. And then we practice thinking, we don't practice. I help you decide which thoughts are going to be the ones that you want to practice thinking this week so that you can be very intentionally building up those thought muscles. And, um, And then, of course, we work on very specific and tangible skills like emotional regulation and processing emotions like we talked about, um, very specific time management skills. Sometimes, especially once you understand um, the thought work and the emotional regulation pieces, then we get to get really get to work. Like, okay, what do you want to work on this week? What do you want to organize? What decisions do you want to make? What do you want to move forward with? So between time management, Catholic homeschool strategy specific um, to their unique to their family. Um, and I even have a new weight loss course that I just did. So you're, you know, being able to manage your minds and so that you're regulating your emotions and not eating your emotions anymore, really setting that down. So it's not getting in between you and the Lord anymore. Um, we really get to focus on anything that's on your heart. And by the end of, for my private coaching clients, we work for six months together. And um, by the end of those six months, they are, I mean, gosh, I can't even say, like, I'm just like filled with so much love for them and how incredible their lives have changed just in the course of six months um, of working together privately on their unique, their unique lives. Um, Mm. 
it's like a completely different life. It's a completely, it's a completely different woman. And they'll even say, my husband has noticed such difference in me and in our marriage and in our homeschooling and how I organize the house. Um, and so, yeah, I wish I had a better language prepared to, uh, to explain just the, um, the actual impact that entire families get to experience when mom feels better. But I think everybody, if you, if you can see how your kids are not loving your homeschooling because you're not loving it, if we were to shift that around, what could you possibly experience um, if you were feeling better? And it's a hundred percent possible. So mm. that's kind of what we do in coaching sessions and group coaching is similar. We just tend to kind of get through more people. Um, and it's mm-hmm. it's more of a community experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming if people reached out to you at fiatlifecoaching.com, they could book a, a free exploratory call with you just to kind of get all their questions answered about it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called a, a consult call. They can come and book, and I can give you a link for that too if you'd like, or they can go straight to my to my website um, at Fiat Life Coaching. But yeah, we spend about an hour together and we deep dive into all the areas and that you of your life that you would like to see improved. And um, we say all thoughts lead to Rome. And so when you clean up thoughts that you're thinking about, oh, I can't handle this, or I'm not a good mother, or I'm not a good homeschooler, um, there's, oh gosh, there's a million of them, but you're thinking them not just about your homeschooling, you're thinking them in your marriage in some way. You're thinking them about just your motherhood in some way, or your daughterhood, your relationship with the Lord, all of that gets cleaned up um, regardless of what we coach on. So I just help moms when they come and meet me for a free consult call really understand how that's impacting their entire lives and how calming calming those down building up the intentional thoughts and feelings that they want to have um is is how they're going to speed up right this is how you slow down to speed up and then once you're there the things you can create in your life are absolutely limitless and then you're mm-hmm. taking your family along with you. So I, I truly believe this is the work that the saints did. I truly believe that, you know, and some of them were born, you know, inherently thinking this way, turning their thoughts into yeses for God. That's what my fiat life coaching, that's how why I named it after that is turning our thoughts into yeses for God, like Mary. Um, and being able to do that every single day is, is how we become the saints that we want to become someday. Some of those saints learned how to do it over time, and we can teach our kids how to do it too if we just decide to go first. Mm, wonderful. So exciting. All right, everybody, reach out to our wonderful guest, Emily Brown at fiatlifecoaching.com. Any final thoughts to leave us with, Emily, as we're just starting to wrap up? What do you think it's important to say as we're kind of just for now wrapping mm-hmm. up our topic? I really want to just reiterate putting the relationships before the task. And sometimes it means your relationship with yourself, really letting go of those thoughts that you're thinking that are judgmental, that are a lot of shoulds and a lot of have tos, a lot of not enoughs and letting those just sit down, just, just setting them down for a second and finding that peace and that calm inside of your body so that you can put the relationship with your kids before the task of, you know, making sure they've do their chores, making sure they get around fast enough in the morning so that we can get started with school before, you know, we really want to connect with them deeply and take those. I guess that would be another thing that I would love to leave everybody with is intentional breaks, building in time for the relationships and not seeing it as optional. Like really, I can't tell you how many parents I talk to who are homeschooling five, six days a week from, you know, 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. until 3 or 4 p.m. And they're just exhausted. The kids are burnt out. Everybody is, you know, at each other's throats and, you know, the yellow school bus driving down the road looks really good. And 
they're like, well, I don't want to do that, but I really want to <laughs> do that. Um, being able to build in intentional breaks is the piece of the puzzle that I think is missing in a lot of homeschoolers, especially Catholic homeschoolers, because we think we think we need to think, I think we think we need to like win a race. I think we need to like mm-hmm. prove that what we're doing is good enough, quote unquote, um, to the rest of the world. And like, if we don't do it right, quote unquote, then, you know, court uh, compared to what they're doing in schools or compared to other homeschoolers, is that a lot of that comparing despair we see, especially online. Um, mm. if we, we have to like keep up with the Joneses to some degree in a Catholic homeschooling sense. And it's just not true. Absolutely. None of it's true. Cause we're all on our own path to heaven. Our children are on their own path to heaven. And when we can calm all of that comparing and despairing down by building in time to connect with ourselves, to connect with our kids every single day, bare minimum once a week, <laughs> bare minimum, um, but connecting with yourself, connecting with your kids, connecting with the Lord, connecting with your marriage, all of those things. Like I know it sounds like a lot, but it just takes a split second. It really does to just lift our thoughts out of the muck and being really intentional thoughts for yes and thoughts that are yeses for God instead. So relationship before task, let it be simple and take breaks, please, 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 please build in time for rest, fun, and connection. All right. Amen and amen. That just gives so much hope, especially when the model is fairly simple. Um, just gives us a lot of space to imagine something better. Everybody reach out to Emily Brown at fiatlifecoaching.com. We really appreciate your, all the way that you've opened your heart and your mind to us today, Emily. Thanks for pouring into our community. We really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. I so appreciate it. I absolutely love being here and chatting with you, Lisa. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening in. Have a beautiful day in the Lord. We're praying for you. Please pray for us too. Bye now. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you and thank you for joining us.